Well, today we're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about recruiting. And then just to, for good measure, we'll talk about some more recruiting on Locked On Bama. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm good, and uh, I'm sure people have noticed I have never looked better on the show. You haven't. For those who don't know, they and I will give them a quick preview. Uh, Jimmy has bought a new Dell computer, and the camera is gone for some reason. So what we have decided to do, uh, because we do want to go ahead and cut this, because I'm on getting on a flight, and uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So what we're, every time Jimmy talks, I'm just going to put up a still photo of Jimmy. I tried to find some good ones. It wasn't easy. Uh, no. Jimmy, it doesn't exist. let's go ahead and talk about, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the scrimmage you know, from Wednesday. Here's a, here's, a good, here's a good Alabama thing, though. The best picture of me ever taken that I like of myself, and let me say, it's probably the only, I, I, I hate the way I photograph. There is a picture of me that I really, really like, and Nick Saban is in the photo. That's all I can say. There, there is a picture of me that, that I like, wow. That is easily the best picture of me I've ever seen, and Nick is in the photo. So, uh, so that's pretty amazing. I, I give one hundred percent of the credit to, of course, Nick Saban. He can control all the weather. Right, just, uh, control uh, photos. All right, Jimmy. Also, something is going on with your audio is a little scratchy, even from when we were talking earlier. So, just you might want to back away from the mic or something like that. That could be what that is. But what I do want to ask you about, Jimmy. Um, on the videos where we get the comments, a lot of people have asked about tight ends. Everybody at Alabama loves the backup quarterback and they love tight ends. I don't know why we just always do. It's, it's in our DNA. Um, and, you know, the tight end that apparently made the most noise at scrimmage last Saturday is Danny Lewis, who was almost like an afterthought throw in signee late in the game last year out of Louisiana. Uh, could he be the guy that makes the most noise at tight end, or will it be somebody like um, Amari Nablack or, uh, you know, gosh, uh, the, the Kitzelman? It, it, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume too much about Danny Lewis. Uh, I, think, I think it's just too. Hey, that's a great that, that man. That's uh, that is a great photo. You still got me oh, in it. Kinda. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, I, I think. Uh, you know, it's not going to be Danny Lewis. Uh, look, Campbell Latu, I don't think, think is going to miss much time. If if Latu misses a game all, it, it'll just be the first one. Uh, I, I believe he, he'll be back soon. Uh, there's a chance, I hear, that he could be practicing as soon as this week. Uh, that's not certain. That's just speculation. But it's coming from high places. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping Latu, if he's back and practicing this week, I think there's a chance he plays in the first game. But the fact that they're even talking about him practicing this week leads me to believe he'll be back for Texas. And if Latu is back, look, he's going to be the full-time every down tight end. He's going to get most of the targets, catch the most balls, and be the lead blocker. Obviously, it takes more than one. I think what's going to happen is, for whatever reason, the fan base isn't super high on Robbie Oost. And I'm not really sure why. I I think Robbie's fine. 
It just depends on what you ex- expect. And if what you're expecting out of the tight end is a guy running a bunch of different routes and catching a bunch of balls into tight ends, then maybe that's why you're not going to like Robbie Oosis. But the fact of the matter is a tight end at Alabama has to block first, and Robbie's actually a really good blocker, maybe just as good as Latu, really. I mean, in terms of getting this guy blocked and getting his assignment done, he'll never be a splashy pass catcher, but he's better than most people think. And, and I think Oost is a really solid number two tight end, uh, although I admit that he's probably not ideal as the number one tight end, and he will be the number one tight end uh, if Latu is, is out. Uh, the number three tight end, I, I don't even believe is Danny Lewis. I think the number three tight end is Miles Kitzelman, the JUCO transfer from Hutchinson Community College. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience playing tight end, and he is one of the better stories on the whole roster in terms of how he ended up at Alabama. And, it, you know, like I've said before, he he's the most lightly recruited player of the entire Saban era and has somehow shown up and is basically immediately the number three tight end. That's partially a credit to him and partially, you know, what's going on on the roster because behind him we have nothing but true freshmen. I think Amari Nablack is probably ahead of Danny Lewis. But keep in mind, Nablack would only be used in a pass catcher role. He's not ready to block. Maybe he's kind of the opposite of Oost. Oost is sort of a blocker, not much of a receiver. Nablack's a pretty good receiver, not much of a blocker. Obviously, they're working on these things to make them more well-rounded players, but I think that's the pecking order. I do think there's a chance Daniel Lewis could play uh, because he's physically ready to play. He's a really big kid. He showed up really looking the part, but my guess is other than multiple injuries, he's going to be more of a garbage-time player in his freshman season, but it's going to be Latu. Latu will be back soon. If Latu is not back, the primary tight end will be Robbie Oos with some help from Miles Kitzelman. Uh, that's kind of how I see it right now. Mute. I think you're muted. <laughs> My camera doesn't work and your, uh, your larynx doesn't work. Well, this, this is perfect. Look, uh, <laughs> not black can't block, but he's a great <laughs> receiver. Boots can't catch, but he can block. This is exactly what this podcast is like. Yeah. I can't block, you can't do- do it, be seen. This works out great. Neither one of us are Cam Latu. Today's episode is brought to you by the Helen Keller School. Um, but uh, <laughs> is it is it too soon for Kellen Keller jokes anymore? I don't know. Uh, Can we do? It's only been passed for a good 150 years. Now, I don't really know. Did she? Uh, I, I, assume, I assume she's passed. <laughs> a few celebrities that I'm afraid uh, there's a few celebrities I'm not really sure but she's yeah. one of them yeah I, I think she's uh she's long gone all right um I, we said we're going to talk recruiting so we're going to do that in the next segment we're going to take a little break we will be back here in just one second all right Jimmy uh before we get into recruiting I said we're on dog recruiting then I said we're not uh kudos don't go on a rant about this I just want to let everybody know kudos to Bryce Young for um getting that oh. NIL deal with Dr. Pepper. How kick Sandsville commercial. Have you seen Sandsville. it yet? Have you seen Bryce? Yeah, have you seen Bryce Sandsville commercial? It's great. It's it's really funny. It is funny. Bryce is gonna be my understanding is he's in all of them, but the first one I thought he was funny and I thought his acting was fairly good. And the the line of the whole commercial is of course stolen by Brian Bosworth, who to me makes the whole Fansville stuff. Bosworth is so great as that sheriff. 
when Bosworth's like, uh, exactly how many deals does exactly how many NIL deals does Bryce Young have? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, also, congrats to the six Alabama players who made AP All-American, uh, one of whom is Eli Ricks, who made the preseason uh, first team all American, which seems a little nutty to me. It seems like people aren't even paying attention to the fact that he's not really out there right now, but that is neither here nor there. Congratulations to him anyway. Um, we can talk. We also want to give a shout out to Sean Murphy, who I heard had a great scrimmage the other day. Again, we're not going to go into it. Hopefully we'll talk about Sean Murphy some more later. I do want to talk some recruiting because Edric Hill should be committing to Alabama. Maybe by the time I get this out on the airwaves, uh, this is a kid out of Kansas City that we really covet, uh, defensive lineman. People have also asked us, Jimmy, in the comments, uh, and you and I are guilty of this, because we assume everybody knows the recruits the way we kind of do, and even you know on an ancillary level. Well, um, somebody said, hey, give us a little more info on these guys when you talk about them. So, Jimmy, I'll let you talk about Edric Hill, and we do assume he's going to commit to Alabama, right? Yeah, uh, I hate saying where we assume he's going to choose Alabama because that makes it say, oh, oh, look at this. That's me in another finish. I'm not even sure when these photos were taken, but I can tell, I can tell, I can already tell you that doesn't even look like I'm faking the commercial. That's exactly what I look like uh, after I've heard uh, yet another uh, divorce story. But anyway, you can see why I switched to full-time <laughs> Locked On Bama football talk. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, Edric Hill. That yes. photo is fantastic. This is the best show we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> Edric Hill is a defensive lineman from the St. Louis area. Well, he's, he's from actually Kansas City, I think. Um, Edric is, as far as on three, is considered, I believe he is the number 16 defensive lineman in the entire country. He's about 6'3", 285 pounds. Uh, I counted up myself today. He has at least 23 Power 5 offers. Uh, he has been a high priority for Alabama uh, from the get-go. He came to Alabama's camp. Uh, they like him a lot. Uh, he has been a take. I get this question a lot, too. Are we only taking Edric Hill because Peter Woods and Kelby Collins said no? That is uh, completely incorrect. Edric Hill was offered – and was a take for Alabama prior to any of that happening. So Edric Hill has nothing to do with those guys. They were always going to take Edric Hill. Again, pure defensive tackle. Kind of hard to come up with a comp for him. I, I'm going to I'm going to use this name as like a guy that 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 kind of describes him a little bit. Keep in mind, I'm not comparing him, but he's a little bit like Jaron Reed in the sense that he's clearly an interior guy, not an outside pass rusher. He's an interior guy that's going to be at his best against the run, sort of big, strong athlete guy. Again, not fast. Jaron Reed didn't exactly, you know, rack up double-digit sacks. I don't think Edric Hill is a pass rusher guy. I think he's more of an interior run defender that is going to be able to push the pocket in the in the pass game. So uh, it would be a big deal. Again, defensive tackle. I would say he's choosing Alabama over in-state Missouri. I'm sure he got a lot of pressure to stay in-state. He's the exact type kid Missouri needs to keep in-state to start catching the big boys, right? Got to be frustrating for Missouri to have an in-state guy that can play with the Alabamas and the Georgias, and they just leave, you know, for Alabama or for Georgia. Uh, I'll tell you else he's a little bit like for you old-timers. 
Uh, also from Missouri, you remember nose tackle James Gregory was a nose guard with the Curry and Copeland teams. Uh, similarly sized, similar player. Uh, but so I, I think Edric is going to be a really good pickup. Uh, on three ranks him higher than the other services. That's a good sign because on three is the best in the business of this stuff. On three also ranks him the number 101 prospect overall. So this is a pretty elite kid. No, I agree with you. First of all, James Gregory, uh, if memory serves – was he not the uh, – was he not – who's the one that returned – never mind. I was going to say he was the one to turn the interception in 99 against Florida. That is not him. Who no, that was uh, that was Robert Stewart, wasn't it? No, Robert Stewart was in 91. No. Oh, oh, 99. No, yeah. James Gregory played in 92 with uh, Curry yeah. and Cope. He was no, a nose guy. That guy was from Nashville. Uh, God, I can't Grimes. remember his name. Reggie Grimes. Reggie Grimes, thank you. In fact, that's Brandon Miller's something, right? Uh, might be a cousin or something. I don't know. No, no, no. it's not. I've, I have messed this up eight ways to Sunday. Reggie Grimes actually had a son who went to Oklahoma. Isn't that Correct. right? Correct. Yes, and he's starting this year at Oklahoma, and they're very high on him. A little bit of a tweener for us, so we couldn't take it. Yeah. Okay. Now it's all coming back to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. You know, I we, look, I'm pushing 50. Sometimes my memory – and I, I forget to take my Prevagen. What do you want me to tell you? Um, but, Jimmy, Edric Hill committing is is a, a big deal, if you ask me. I don't think it's just a situation where he's like a backup. Y'all, You said 101. You actually have him listed on three at 103, the number 16 defensive lineman in the country, number three in Missouri. Um, the recruiting prediction machine has him at a 97% going to Bama. Uh, the other 1% is split between LSU, USA, and Oklahoma. But I'm sure Missouri's in there, too. And I'm sure you're absolutely right. Missouri's got to be like, God, you know, what do we got to do now? They did keep Luther Burden home last year, the fabulous right. wide receiver, which helped. Um, and a lot of people wanted him. And apparently he's a problem. But, um, you know, you got to get dudes like this. If you can't keep the – he's – again, I want Edric Hill in this class. I think he's really, really good. Um, but I'm saying if you're Missouri and you can't keep the number three guy – I mean, it's one thing if he was the number one, like, surefire five-star, you know, top ten nationally guy – and he goes to Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, whatever, I think you can live with that. The number three guy, who is number 103 in the country, and y'all have him higher than most, you got to keep him home if you're Missouri. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that uh, is going to get a, you know, a coach fired eventually. No, that's exactly right. I mean, Missouri's got one chance to be competitive with the rest of the SEC, and it starts with – Hey, when you have an, an elite talent in state, you got to do whatever's necessary to keep them. You can't lose your in-state guys because you can't replace him by going to Alabama or to Florida or to, you know, and, and getting a, a, just as good of a player. I mean, you got to keep the elite guys at home. And, uh, God, I can't get over that picture. It's, it's, it's bringing me back flashbacks. Uh, that's how but, I imagine. That's how I imagine you're doing this interview when I'm talking. Like you're sleeping on no. the other end. <laughs> no, it's 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 completely different than that. Since the screen is uh since the screen is dark, uh, I'm glad you you can't see me. I'm a uh, you know because I'm drinking like a fish over here. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When I come back, or when we come back, I mean, I guess one and a half of us come back. We're going to talk about some of the recruiting performances or the commitment performances from this past weekend. All right, buddy, one guy I want to start out with talking about this past weekend, uh, Caleb Downs, who I just I 
That's a much better picture. That's me too. Boy, that's me. Yeah, I can't tell if it's you or not because he does have a helmet on. But uh, that is actually Caleb Downs. Um, he is a man child. Rivals is the only service that I think doesn't have him a five star. Now ESPN may not have him a five star because they only do like 15 five stars or something silly. He should be one of those regardless. But um, he was awesome. I, I, his game was – you people were able to stream his game. For people who don't know, this is a – uh, Mill Creeks, Caleb Downs, he committed a week and a half or so ago to Alabama. Um, I Honestly, you and I both have said he could be the number one player in the country. It's just that safeties don't normally get that nod. Um, but I love him, and he looked fabulous. Uh, then another guy, and again, these are out-of-state guys I'm talking about first, Justice Haynes, uh, his squad at Buford took on Thompson, I can tell you just from personal experience, I get to see Thompson up close and personal every single year. They are loaded to the gills with dudes. Even the dudes that aren't their dudes or would be dudes on other teams. Um, they, they've got players everywhere. And Justice Haynes ran for a touchdown, returned a kick for a touchdown, and Buford beat their doors in. Now, the score's a little deceiving. Buford had two pick sixes and, of course, that kickoff return for a touchdown – but that's all part of the game, and Buford just absolutely obliterated Thompson, who still could be the best team in this state. Um, so, some other guys that did really well from this past weekend, uh, I, I pulled it up. Give me one second here. Um, it was a pretty good weekend for Alabama uh, commitments. There's no doubt about it. Perry Thompson, the wide receiver from Foley, uh, his team lost, but he looked amazing. Uh, he had – Three TD receptions, one for 19 yards, one for 51, one for six. Uh, his team only scored three touchdowns, by the way. Um, so he looked really good. And then Jalen Mbakwe on the first play, offensive player of the year for uh, Clay Chalkwell, he takes it to the crib. And he looked – when he was running, he was one of those guys when he was running, you're like, oh, that is that is just poetry in motion. Um, oh, my God, he's so good. So, yeah, I think it was a great night. Um, for Alabama guys, Tony Mitchell didn't have his best night. Um, I did, I got to see a little bit again via stream. Um, and one time Justice Haynes didn't put him on skates, but again, when you lose 38 to seven, it's it doesn't really much matter. Uh, Peter Woods apparently was dominant though. Um, if you want to still be you know, tears in your beers about Peter Woods, apparently, even though Thompson didn't look good, he looked awesome again. Um, mm -hmm. So anybody else you need you know that we can throw out there, Jimmy? Yeah, a lot of guys had really good games. Lonergan? Uh, yeah, Lonergan, Lonergan didn't have his best night statistically throwing it, although he did rush for about 80 yards, and his team won the game against uh, a really good team. But, yeah, Lonergan was fine. Uh, I, I think of all of our guys this weekend, I was most impressed by, you know, two guys you mentioned, Caleb Downs and Justice Haynes. Caleb Downs in particular further – uh, convinced me that he might be the best player in the whole country. I mean, Caleb Downs is – he's awesome. And people that have listened to the show for a long time or know me for a long time know that, that I'm not really the hyperbole guy. Not really. I try to stay away from that. I try to be as realistic as I can. And, and, I, and I say that and I'll say I, I expect Caleb Downs to show up and start at Alabama. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't imagine a football team that would play a game – without putting Caleb Downs in. I mean, I, I would probably say the same thing if, if we were doing locked on Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Caleb Downs is ridiculously talented. 
and we've had a lot of good ones at Alabama. And I probably said something similar about Julio, you know, that Julio would be our best receiver the day he shows up. Now, that was 13, 14 years ago. Uh, Caleb Downs, I think, is, is sort of the same thing. Caleb Downs will show up and possibly be our best defensive back the day he gets off the bus from, from high school. He's, he's that crazy gifted. You're muted again. Larynx, your larynx isn't working. <laughs> this has been, I mean, you really threw me off. You know what this is like? This is um, early in the game, early in this podcast, I had an interception and I hadn't been able to shake it. You you threw a defense at me that I wasn't expecting. It's just me and a black screen because your video doesn't work. And uh, I'm just, uh, I've been really, I've been fumbling ever since. I got to get my, my mojo back. But uh, Jimmy, so th that's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with actual video from Jimmy Stein somehow, some way, we promise. No, I can drink during the show when we do it this way. <laughs> we, or, you know, Jimmy might not have pants on. It's hard to tell because his camera doesn't work uh, to the delight of us all. But uh, all right. that's going to do it for today's episode, everybody. Appreciate y'all listening, man. Appreciate all the new listeners, man. You guys are rock. Um, Jimmy also... Uh, as he said, he's running to some people like, Hey, I love the show. That's great. We appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for watching. Thanks for bearing with us on some of these issues. We are going to be switching. I'm, I'm hearing, uh, providers or whatever this streaming thing is eventually. I, I don't know. So that may help with some of these issues too. Uh, but I think it's more likely user error on both of our ends. What's but that being said, the internet <laughs> roll tide, everybody roll tide.